When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. I'm here with the beautiful and talented Marina Shafir. What's up, everybody? Uh, we want to thank our sponsors, American Icon Autographs. Their website is www.aiase. They have the best sports and, some, and celebrity memorabilia and events. They have signed collectibles from the UFC, WWE, baseball, football, movies, and everything else in between. Their past signings have included people like Mike Tyson, Cheech and Chong, Dan Henderson, Hulk Hogan, Burt Reynolds, Ernie Banks, John Wooden, Marcus Allen, and hundreds of more. Check out their website, A-I-A-S-E. Find out who's signing next. Go to their events. Hopefully me. Yes. Hopefully Marina will. <laughs> right? So talking to you about yeah, sponsoring we're talk- you? Yeah, we're talking. How cool we're is in that? The talks. We're, yes. in the, we're in the talks. I also want to thank Remove It Restoration. People, has your business been, has your business been vandalized all over have gang members destroyed your business storefront call the professionals at remove it restoration they take care of graffiti remove it they restore etched windows and get your business back to being brand new for a fraction of the cost your business important image is very and very important don't leave it in the hands of the amateurs check them out at 1-888-424-9697 or go to removeitrestoration.com i'm telling you as for eric super cool guy one of the best also people if you're getting serious about working out, you want to feel better, Hemp Core, the ultimate hemp protein. You can get them at hempcorestore.com, H-E-M-P-C-O-R-S-T-O-R-E.com. It's a Canadian company. I'm half Canadian. Got us for my fellow, my, my fellow Canucks. Uh, and they supply their athletes with 100% organic hemp protein grown on the prairies. That's what Marina likes to get it done. Hemp core is a great alternative to processed supplements that include a ton of unpronounceable ingredients. It's gluten-free, GMO-free. I'm telling you, all these athletes are using hemp core. Marina, have you tried it? It's so delicious. So delicious? And have your body felt better afterwards? Every time after my runs. I love it. Same with me. Uh, go to hempcorestore.com. You, if you, uh, for the fans of the MA Roasted Podcast, use the promo code ADAM to receive 15% off your order hempcorestore.com and guys by the way it's canadian dollars so you could save some money so uh i just got back from new york yesterday the city uh, the city i was doing comedy i was in the city on uh wednesday i saw my little brother max love seeing him i did a, sh- a show uh thursday night at the broadway comedy club there's nothing better than new york audiences i mean they they're the best you, you know you do comedy for these like la hipster too cool for school some audiences are great normally the mexican crowds. Yeah, the guys that are like sitting at the tables like right next to the stage and they just don't laugh and they're oh. wearing sunglasses and they're just like i'm laughing on the inside dude yeah sunglasses and beards <laughs> and they hate me for having a punchline and, and and you know they're they're mad because i you know got laid before the age of 23 and they just they just look at me like i'm fucking too cool for this man what the hell you have a joke why can't you tell a story that just goes on and on with no punchline you know fuck that new york crowds they want you to bring it it felt so good to be in new york and then i, I did a show in new jersey and Catch a Rising Star in Princeton. It was a great crowd. Actually, the Saturday Night Late Show, there was like these five dudes in the front. 
actually it was four dudes, four white guys and a black guy. They were super nice, but they were like bigger guys. And I was talking about rapping and the guy's like, I'm a rapper, the black guy. I'm like, really? Are you bust a scale? And everybody went ballistic. <laughs> <laughs> fucking first round KO <laughs> had, had so much fun uh, Frankie Edgar came to my show Friday night what? yeah he came with his wife his wife was smoking hot him and his wife both came uh, that was awesome seeing Frankie it was so funny because the comics before me were like if a joke wasn't bad they're like sorry Frankie like everybody wanted to look cool in front of Frankie <laughs> he, he was, in New Jersey he's like a huge star he, he had his own parade how many people do you know that has their own parade Frankie Edgar yeah so it was, it was great seeing that and then uh I may have some big news for some t a, a TV show soon, people. Stay tuned. I may, ha I may have some really, really big news. We have, as well as Marina, we may, we, may, we may have a show coming out on television <laughs> very, very soon on two networks. So, uh, so, so that was cool. And um, I forgot to say recently, I, like a couple months ago when I was single, there was a girl. I forgot to tell the story. Some girl I slept with like a couple years ago. Oh, a couple and she, years ago. You forgot to tell us the well, story yeah. about a couple years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the girl that you just almost or slept with? Well, I'll, t I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what happened. Oh, man. So she was like awful in Sorry bed. Time. She just laid there, right? She just laid there in bed. Like the other ones? No, no, no. The, 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 <laughs> the, no, no. There's a lot of them that actually, none of the other ones. Well, like you're there? What are you talking about the other ones? I just hear things. For, for who? Who do you hear this from? What, you, you hear? You, oh yeah, it's a good point. So, the, <laughs> so she just laid there, right? I could tell she just wanted to get it over with. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so then she asked me, "How was I?" And I was like, "You were kind of like a dead fish." I, I, I got to be honest. I, I was honest. I, you could be nice, honest. No, I. You know what? First, I said you were. I said you were fine. And then she goes, "Really? I'm fine." I go, "You were fine." And then she kept bugging me. Come on, tell me how it was. I'm like, all right, it, it was. You. Were, uh. So she must have known she was off if she continued to aggressively asking yeah and then okay. she kept texting me after that can i redeem myself can i re let me redeem myself okay well, so first i was like i don't know you know i was in relationships like so, you're gonna turn down a lay no, no i did I, I did for a long time but finally she you. caught me in the right mood i don't believe and you. i was like all right come over and and, <laughs> and and she did redeem herself so i just wanted to say that was she overactive maybe got some pre-workout in Maybe no, no, no. Well, this one, this time she was good. So I was. I just wanted to say it's never too late to change. And okay, this was two so, years ago. No, this was. Um, this was a couple months ago when I was <laughs> single. But I, I, a few years ago was the dead fish. She redeemed herself this time. So what I'm trying to say, people, is that just because you fuck up the first time, there's a moral here that it's never too late to change. You could always get a second chance. That's Not a, always, but that's a great moral. <laughs> 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 so uh <laughs> a great moral to have. <laughs> but then the, then 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 there was a girl recently who was like I'm on the road uh, I'm not going to tell the story. So you can't do that and right. then be like eh. oh, I'm on the road so this girl's like hey I want you to tuck this girl's smoking hot. She's like I want you to tuck me into my place. She's just staying at a hotel she's like I want you to tuck me in. I'm like and tell me the story. So I'm like So she pretty much asked you to be the turn down service? Uh, to, what's that? Tur like the the Oh, uh, what, what did I just say? What's the turndown service? The turndown service where they like come in and they like make your bed for you in the oh. middle of the like or like late afternoon. Yeah. So you have like a nice, comfortable bed. Well, yeah, that wasn't it. But she no. asked me to come tell her a story. So I went into her bed uh, and, and I'm, I'm sitting there and she, she gets into like lingerie. She looks smoking hot. Dang. Gets in bed. And then suddenly so we start like kissing and stuff. And she's like, what are you doing? Blah, blah. I go. What do you, what do you, you asked me to come in your place to tell you the story. We spent all night together. She's like, well, I really just wanted to hear a story. So I'm like, here's a story about a guy who got blue balls, uh, like, which was made her laugh. But don't sh And then I was back in there, but uh, nothing really happened. It was just fine. You really did just tell her a story? No, I, we made out a little bit, but it was, wasn't, there was no sex involved. Anyway. this. So you were a turned down service? No, I, I wasn't turned down. I wasn't turned. You were literally turned no, down. No, fuck you. I was not turned <laughs>
I was not turned up. I was I was just turned. No, you uh, were turned up, and then she turned you down. Listen, I was turned on, and then yes, okay. Anyway, so somebody <laughs> has a big fight coming up. Um, Marina Shafir, somebody in this room. Yes. We, we, so what's going on with this? Tell us. What do you mean? So we haven't given it on the show since you got the fight announced. Yeah, because I've been training really hard. So who's this girl you're fighting? Her name is Amber LeBrock. Amber Leroy. Amber. <laughs> No, Amber Lee Brock, and she's this is gonna be her pro debut, three and one as an amateur. Tall, she's like five eleven, and super aggressive, and comes in hot, and it's exactly the kind of fight I need. And what do you? So have you been watching tape on her? Is oh yeah. Okay, so she's mostly a striker, mostly a wrestler. Um, I think she's like an aspiring grappler. Okay. I've seen some footage of her grappling, and she won. She won one of her fights with like a rear naked choke. Yeah, I saw and, that one. And, um, but, you know. All right. I'm just prepping real hard. I got all the right people around me, and I'm, I want it to be tomorrow. Right. Like, I'm, I got the, we call, we call it the itis, the three week itis and the two week itis, like when you just want to fucking fight. Like, this is, you know, training has the third week out from our fight is usually like the hardest, and then the second week out before the fight. It's just speed, and like right now I'm in the third, and I just want to fuck shit up. Right. Yeah. By the way, you were so funny. It's like two weeks ago, I got a text from Marina out of the blue. Hey, what are you doing tomorrow? So <laughs> I, I wrote back. I was like, I was out, I was out of the country. I was like, no, three I was weeks in, ago. I was in Dubai. So I, I go, three weeks. I was ago. like, uh, I'm in Dubai. Oh, too bad. So I'm thinking like, okay, she's. I don't know what Marina wants. Maybe she wants to set me up with a girl, or uh, maybe she. Uh, you know, who knows? Who knows what she has? Who knows what she has in store for me? Maybe she wants to have a threesome, me, her, and Rhonda. I mean, there's all kinds of things. Definitely not ever that. <laughs> there's all kinds of things running through my head, right? So then, so then I, I go, why? What did you? I go, I'm, I'm, I'm out of the country. What did you want? Do you want? know why? This is why I don't text you that often. <laughs> <laughs> I go, I knew that it wasn't a threesome with Rhonda. Right. Okay, I, I knew that was not the case. But but I was like, I don't know. Maybe she wants to hang out. Maybe she wants to hang out as friends, you know? We've never really hung out before outside of the podcast mm -hmm. if we're at your coffee place maybe you want to like do something fun i'm like oh cool she wants to take our relationship to the next level of friendship right so we could actually have a fun day Fuck, you're giving me anxiety and this happened like four weeks ago so then she writes back i need a ride to the airport <laughs> i'm like really uh, we're taking our friendship to the next level <laughs> airport I'm, I'm, airport ride oh god that's awful why is that that I'm the guy you think of. Oh, what sucker could take me to the airport? You live in Not Venice. Sucker. It's a fucking eight dollar Uber to the airport. Not a sucker. It's, I Maybe in, I wanted the company of a good friend. I live in the valley. I'd That's have to come okay. all the way from the valley to Venice to drive. Well, you, hey. you could walk to the airport. I you thought live. you wanted to be my friend. I do want to be your friend. Well, I'm just then, telling you that you know, I was. Uh, that I'll was no, never to ask you again. Oh, oh, fine. To the airport. <laughs> Ooh, take me off that list. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that's that's a that's a tough list to not be on. Fucking guys who want to drive. But you know what I said? The valley is like forty-five minutes from Venice, which is five minutes to the airport. You can see the airport from your from your place. You could like spit on the airport from where you are. I can't spit on the airport. Okay, but Venice is like the next town over from the airport. It's like two towns over. <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous. That was I thought that was funny. I thought our our, our people would be funny. By the way, um, there's a guy who uh who uh, donated to my uh, my movie who I told him I would give a shout-out on the podcast. He says he's one of the only gay guys that likes MMA. <laughs> he loves MMA, but he's gay. That's and, not and, true. But he, said, but he said a lot of his friends Wilmer don't Valderrama like... Wilmer Valderrama loves MMA. <laughs> <laughs> Wilmer is not gay. <laughs> I know Wilmer very well. I'm uh, So his name is Noan8. So there you go. There's your shout-out, Noan8. He's a, he's a guy who... Uh, 
who, who's gay, who likes MMA, and he's a big fan of the podcast. So look at that. Look at that. So many people. I, I've been asking for money, trying to raise money for my movie, and they're like, "Yeah, man, but just uh, uh, make sure you just, just just tell Marina what's up, or Marina, Marina, Marina." Shut up. Everybody has. I'm telling you, you're a big hit amongst our fans. Maybe you could like. You know, start a dating service for me. Really? Yeah. Are you, you looking could, for a boyfriend? Could, no, you can manage it. It's called, called Air- I'm just looking for people to drive me to the airport. <laughs> Airportrides.com. Yeah, for yeah. Marina. For Marina. I'm sure there'd probably be a ton of them, but that was ridiculous. That was Tinder bio. Tinder bio? I need a ride to the airport? <laughs> that is a good Tinder bio. <laughs> that is pretty good. So uh, so Jake has a fight coming up. He, t- You know, these guys are so funny. Just so you know how hard it is having a podcast. This would, I, I love having a podcast, but, like, there's a, there was the whole T-Rex de- debacle who – I love T-Rex. He's going to be back on in July, but it was, I'm coming, I'm not coming, I'm coming, I'm not coming. And then Marina, like, last week, day of the show, uh, I'm, like, very sore. I can't come in. Five minutes before the show. Okay, no problem. Then Jake, night before – last night – can we make it at a different time? It's 9.30 at night before. Everyone else has it locked up. Then day of the show. Dude, traffic is too much. So it's, it's just like, just so you know, the, the just rock. Just so you know, I'm only two and a half weeks out from a fight, and this is, you know. Just so you know, I'm a rock. I'm the, I'm the rock. Okay, okay. I, fuck the rock, okay. Dwayne. Okay. The, the rock is here. Yeah, fuck that guy. The, the rock is here. Okay. I'm the real rock. I'm the anchor. Mm. The, yeah. Mm. Fuck Brian Williams. I'm the real anchor. There's and such I an tell anchor. the truth. You anyway, are the truth. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, by the way, Jake was training with Anderson Silva recently. I want to hear about I that. It. I want to see that. I want to hear about that. Now, uh, and why don't we just call him? Well, we have a we have a dude, we have a very very stacked show today. We have Cody No Love on we the show. We got Travis Brown. We have Travis Brown, and we have Bubba McDaniel straight from jail. So uh, he just got out of jail last week. So he, he's looking for a fight. He didn't have enough money to pay a traffic ticket because he needs a fight that bad. I met so, Bubba. I like Bubba. He's John Jones' old training partner. Yeah. Has a victory over Kevin Casey. I mean, the dude's, like, got some he's decent wins. <laughs> In a good way. Yeah, he's like a nice guy. Uh, by the way, last week, the Chris Weidman interview got over 8,000 plays on SoundCloud alone. Uh, got a big Dang. got a big write-up, all kinds of things. And it, it sounded as if at the end he hung up on us because he was uh, upset about my wrestling credentials. Uh, he, he did not hang up on us. We got disconnected. Because I called him afterwards, and uh, he said to clear it up. To, yeah, just to clear it up. He, he thought he thought we hung up on him. But I did text Tom Ryan, who was the Ohio State national championship wrestling coach. Because Chris, why people have been texting me saying, "Dude, you really didn't get a scholarship to Hofstra. That's bullshit. No one from prep school is gonna get a scholarship." Marina, will you please read this? This is, this is a, a DM between me and Tom Ryan, the coach of Ohio State. Please read that, Marina. It says, hey, man, would love to have you on my podcast sometime. This is between me and Tom Ryan. Go on. Also, <laughs> Go on. <laughs> just so everybody is clear, this yes. is a conversation between Adam Hunter, the comedian, yes. and Tom, Tom Ryan. Right. Also, Chris Weidman came on my, my last show last week and doesn't believe I went to your wrestling camp and that you offered me a partial ride to Hofstra. I told him I went on the recruiting trip and stayed with Mike Quaglio. Yes. But he, he parentheses, busting my chops, um, parentheses, said it never happened. Can you confirm this happened? Laugh out loud, period. This is, what, this is, this is Tom Ryan's response. This is Tom Ryan's right. response. Right. Laugh out loud. Yes, it happened, period. Go pride. Oh, 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 yes. I've been, yes. See, so there you go, fuckers. Okay, all you guys. 
who who are saying that 20 years ago I did not get that scholarship. Uh, Marina read it. Marina read it, guys. Just so you know, it happened. I okay. also wasn't born in this country, and English is my second language. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh come on! Now, now you're disqualifying yourself from jury duty. No, that's that's not true. Okay. So it, it really did happen. Granted, I, I, I didn't actually, I went to Binghamton, wrestled for a semester and quit. But I did get the scholarship. So there you go, Chris Weidman. Uh, now, the fights last week. We'll talk about the fights real quick. Joanna Champion, you watched that fight? I watched that fight. Looks like a fucking beast of a woman. Didn't we establish that the last We established time? that she was legit. Yeah. I didn't, I did not, I don't know. I, I'm still not. Look, her fight with Claudia, I was there. I thought Claudia won. It was very close. But she has been on a different level to the point where Jessica Penny, I, I like Jessica. She's a friend of mine. I was really hoping they were going to stop this fight sooner. Uh, at a certain point, Jessica turned away. Yep. I think as soon as the fighter turns away, the ref should just immediately stop the fight because that was way too much damage that girl needed to take. I don't know who's going to beat Joanna, honestly. I, I would think someone like Carla Esparza, a wrestler, but I think she's too small. To get in. Honestly, the only type of fighter that is going to be Joanna is somebody like Joanna. Is that is it like a really like a tall striker? Yes. You don't you don't think like a a big No. A one thirty five pounder going on no. the one fifteen wrestler no. type? She has such a great team around her. It's gonna have to be taken to to her deep waters. Yeah. Yeah. I honestly believe that there's no there's no female fighter in the 115-pound division with the caliber of striking she has because I've never seen a 115-er sit on her punches like she does, except for Jemima Bertrand, who I train with. Fucking actually popped my eardrum when I did yeah, train I heard, with her. Yeah, I heard this girl Jemima is legit. Like, Jemima is absolutely legit, and um, she, once she gets into MMA just a little bit more, I think that is a fight worth talking about right. and seeing, but... As far as the 115ers in the UFC right now, no one can touch Joanna. Nobody wants. Nobody. She's making everyone look really bad. I oh, mean, yeah. she's going Didn't, off on people. Somebody, or I was on Instagram the other day, and um, somebody put out like a tweet by Reebok or something saying that they don't want what hold her on. fighting page van zandt yes yeah was that fake or was that real it was it was fake okay but I, that but is it, hilarious it might as well be real because and there's actually a petition on the underground to have her not fight Paige van zandt no one wants to see her face get screwed up like that because Paige is also a striker i, I think i disagree with you there i think it'll take a wrestler a a, a female ver or a judo person who can get it to the ground I you know matt you. matt matt brown recently said she's the most dominant female in mma i Disagree with that because Ronda Rousey has never been really even touched. I mean, she got in that one, that one pickle against Liz Carmouche, you know. But after, other than that, whereas this girl, and then she got unpickled. This girl arguably lost uh, against Claudia, so I don't think you could say she's the most dominant. Her last two fights, though. Yeah, but you she, you have to. You're saying it as though she didn't learn her lesson against Claudia. No, she did learn you her lesson. You know what I mean? Like her defensive, her defensive tactics in her striking, especially the sprawling and the movement. That all is completely different. Like, Je I love Jessica, great fighter, but the way that she wasn't taking an angle to shoot in on her, she was shooting directly into her. Like, somebody with somebody that kind of level striking, you always need to take angles. You can't, you can't go straight on. You're just asking for an ass whooping. So, that's just my opinion. But so you think she's more dominant than Ronda Rousey? No. So then we're agreeing because her no, she, she's. 
she hasn't shown another like door or she hasn't shown another side of her fight style. Nobody is able to walk through her striking. Yeah. Just like nobody is able to walk through Ronda Rousey's grappling. Right. So no. Do you think Ronda's more dominant? Yeah, because she has more tools. Yeah, I mean, well, also, I also think that Ronda's never been in a close fight. That, 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 was, that was the argument. Ronda's never even been really threatened. And Ronda you would, know, as if, opposed listen, to, listen. Ronda knows how to take the fight into her world every time, every single time. And that has been shown over and over and over and over again. I have seen it over and over and over again in the gym. I've witnessed it. I've experienced it. And, you know, if Joanna keeps people in her world, She's going to continue being a dominant fighter. Yeah, I don't know who's going. I mean, people are saying that, uh, you know, Rose Namajunas, I think she's too small for this girl. Uh, I don't know who, who's, who's there at 115 that will give her a fight. I mean, maybe someone like Rowdy Beck will land a, an uppercut and, and, and hurt her. Uh, but I just, I don't know. But she, she could get caught. She could, you could make a face all you want, Evan, but she could always get caught. I'm saying the girl could get caught. Everyone, GSP got caught by Matt Serra. People, Have people, you seen her take a shot? Who? Joanna. No. She's been hit hard before. By who? Have you seen her Muay Thai fights? No. Maybe you should take a look. Oh, have yeah. you seen her Muay Thai fights? Yes, I have. Oh, well, maybe I'll take a look. Yes. I still think she can get caught. You're saying she can't get hurt. Everybody can get hurt, but she recovers. She's, she is conditioned to recover in circumstances like that. Whereas, you know, somebody like Jessica isn't. Jessica can't recover, you're saying? I don't think she's, she's not been, conditioned to recover. No, not yet. No. Yeah, I mean, right now she's looking like a beast. I don't know who's gonna beat her. I think I think she's right now she's looking like the top five girl, like yeah. top five, like one, two, three, four, and five. But you never know. I mean, it's 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 only been two fights that she's looked like a like a world beater. Uh, as far as yeah, no problem. Now uh, some other fights. Uh, Kamajiri beat Dennis Seaver. Uh, that was that was a good fight. Uh, it's good to see him get a win. Um, he said that all fighters, the only people that took steroids in Pride were the foreigners. I disagree with that. I think almost everyone took steroids in Pride, or not almost everyone, but many many fighters did. Uh, Nick Hine, I, I loved his fight, but that whole German speech at the end was pretty scary. At the end, you watched that. Mm -mm. He did this speech to the crowd, and everyone. It was almost like a. I, I felt like I was uh, like you know. My, 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 my grandfather would have been very worried. That's what I'm saying. It was a, a lot of World War II people were sent into shock after that. Uh, this guy, Amir Khani, another, another big one. And, uh, you know, there was a, a bunch of really good, a couple of good guys. Amir Khani, another one in the second fight in a row. And then afterwards, he tweeted to Dana, hey, Dana, I think you forgot my uh, bonus. <laughs> so it was just, this guy's got balls. I like him. And Arnold Allen took the fight on like one week notice. He's, uh, he fights with Jack Stone Mason who is a fan of our podcast, been on our podcast before. He's uh, Luke Barnas' trainer. He's like a truck driver during a, a How night. How's Luke doing? I, I, I called Luke a couple times. He hasn't called me back. I hope he's doing all right. But I was happy because I said that, like, his fight was so good, his mom extended his curfew because he's young. And then afterwards, I tweeted him, like, good job. And he's like, thanks, my mom extended my curfew. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty funny. I like when that <laughs> shit happens. Uh, at one point during the fight, I said that three men were finished in a row, or as Angela Magana calls it, Monday afternoon. And Maganya retweeted it. Which is I like Maganya. Oh, I, I hope she beats the Karate Hottie. I don't know if it's going to happen, but I hope she wins. I like having her around. I don't know the Karate Hottie. She's fucking hot, and, and she's a good fighter. But there's nothing about Maganya and her and personality. she's such a great mom. Is she? She's such a great mom. How do you know? She's. I follow her on Instagram. Oh, come on. You can't tell them. Really? That's how you know? Yeah, absolutely. I know. She's created... She dedicated... 
you know, her whole fight career is dedicated to her baby. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. Okay, so she's a good mom. Is she a single mom? I don't know. Probably. You should look into that. (laughs) 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 Yeah, whoever whoever answers our trivia question, is the karate hottie a single mom, gets a free ride with Marina Shavir to the airport. So just so you know, if you answer that question right, you can take her to the airport. So Bellator, have you watched the Bellator fights last week? No. This is a fighting training. Fucking fighting podcast. My co-hosts don't watch the fights. I end up talking to myself. Hey, at least I'm funny. Uh, You, uh, at least I'm funny. Uh, You know how many times I said that to women? You are good. Oh yeah, and fucking (laughs) humble. Jesus Christ. So humble. You're funny. (laughs) At least I'm funny and good looking. Is that is that really what you do? You tell yourself. You look in the mirror and go, I'm funny and good. On bad days, sometimes yeah. Really? Yeah. Like naked when you or just absolutely. I'll just stand in front of the mirror and just be like, hey. At least I'm funny and I'm good looking. Wow. Just butt naked. Buck ass naked. Wow. Shaved or no? <laughs> you would. The fans want to know. Fights. The Let's, fans want to know. The fans want to know my ass. <laughs> they want to know about your ass. Exactly. exactly. The fans want to know about your well, ass. Well, let's talk about the Bellator it's fights. It's a very big ass, but it's nice. Okay, so the Bellator fights, people. Uh, I've never thought a fight was fixed before. Actually, the, the Mark Coleman fight back in, back in I the did day. See the, I did see that. This Kimbo Shamrock fight. I did see this. I mean, first of all, the ref was like touch dentures to start the fight. Kimbo came out. Uh, well, Shamrock came out with, with uh, one of the wrestlers, which is pretty awesome. I think yeah. it, was, it was Hawk. Oh, Animal. Animal Hawk Animal. passed away. Animal came out with Animal, which is awesome to see like one of the Legion of Doom. But it was, uh, I think the fight was fixed. And I, I know Rogan said it was fixed. Rogan broke it down a very specific. The way that they had like ear, it was like ear to ear, like they were locking up, almost like heavyweights wrestle at the end. Then Ken Shamrock hit a single leg that was probably the weakest single I've ever. He just grabbed his leg and Kimbo fell down. It wasn't even like an attempt. A struggle. It was not even a struggle. And it wasn't even like a fucking knee pick single where you're pushing, you're putting pressure on the left shoulder and pick the right. He just basically just, Attempted to pick up his leg Kimbo's falls down Then Ken gets him In a rear naked choke And Kimbo's doing Nothing to defend it Nothing But he's got that beard He does have the beard But it looked like He easily could have Finished it And then there was But then he's got the beard Then Ken thought he tapped Even though he didn't tap He kind of let him up Kimbo got up Punched him And then Ken was out So that was the fight I feel like Kimbo The way he looks When he's like Being choked out And the way he looks Naturally are like Two very similar looks. Yeah, well, that's great. That's a great analysis. Uh, but it is. But, but, I'm but just you, saying. So Vinny Magalish tweets out: If you don't think that fight was a fix, you're fucking stupid. Um, even uh, what's Nick the Tooth was like that looked very, very suspect. All of a sudden, people started saying that it was a fix. I think it was. I honestly think it was. I I, I watched it like three times this fight, and it just. It, like Rogan breaks it down to like, okay, he has the guy down, he has his hooks in. Why is he not punching? Uh, he's tired and old. <laughs> so somebody, Nick Bustin, said that Ken Shamrock fell asleep during the sub attempt. Like he fell asleep while on top. It was, it was very suspicious. It was very, very suspicious, and which sucks because you had a lot of eyeballs on that. A lot of people wanted to watch that fight. And then it's like, what are you doing? I was happy for Mike Chandler. Chandler looked great. He did. Bobby Lashley looks the part. He looks like a fucking killer. But something isn't clicking with this guy. Uh, I don't know if it's he's just too big. But just something is like, he won. But it was, it's weird. He looks the part. He's got the wrestling background. Something's missing. Something is missing. 
uh, a fight coming up that I can't wait for. Al Iaquinta, Gilbert Melendez. Fuck. I'm gonna be San Diego. I'm gonna be there. You coming? Um, I, it's in San Diego. I can't not go. Yes, it's gonna be a good fight. I want to go. Who do you like in that fight? <sighs> Fuck, I don't. I gotta go with Gilbert. Really? I gotta go with Gilbert. A lot of people are saying that he's just a different level than Al Iaquinta. Um, Al's coming off a victory that maybe people thought he lost against Masvidal. It was a very controversial fight. Yeah. Ah, uh, man, I want Al to win. I like Al. I, I love these matchups. Yeah. I, th these matchups are good. You got to give Gilbert credit for taking the fight on like two days' notice. I mean, taking the fight on very short notice. Yeah. But I love Al. There's a vi there's a video of Al at a birthday party recently, where he's in this neighborhood and in Long Island. And he dresses up as a pro wrestler. Oh my god, this is awesome! And and, and, he, and he fights in someone's backyard, for, at like a at a like a ten year old birthday party. And all the kids are like, "Al's here!" Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was so cute. So anyway, we got to call Travis Brown right now. Then we got to call Cody No Love. We got Bubba. It's a stack show. Before we call Travis Brown, I want to thank some of our sponsors. I want to thank uh, RemoveItRestoration.com. If gang members have taken over your business storefront, I hate when that happens. Trust me, guys, call Remove It Restoration. They will take care of it. They will get rid of that graffiti. Also, Hemp Core. I'm telling you guys, this 100% hemp protein. Put it in drinks, food, universal. Man has been using this stuff forever for a reason. And that reason is it's good for you. This raisin. And also, uh, I want to thank, uh, thank our other sponsor, American Icon Autographs, website A-I-A-S-E. Dot com. Uh, the guy, Sean, is a super cool guy, big MMA fan, big UFC fan, came to my comedy, he's got a hot wife, the whole deal. Don't throw your notes at me. I was just throwing them down, and they happened to go in your direction. Uh -huh. throw, really? Don't throw your notes? Like, that's a thing? <laughs> <laughs> he threw his notes at me. Like, okay, so we're going to call Travis Brown right now. You, you have his number? Yeah, I gave it yes. to him. Okay. Uh. Hello. Travis! Hey, is this Travis Brown? It is the one and only. It's Adam Hunter and Marina Shafir. You're on the MMA <laughs> Roasted Podcast. How's it going, man? Good. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. Good. Are you in Hawaii? No, I'm in Vegas. Big difference. Big difference. <laughs> no, I'm in Vegas right now. Oh, Do nice. Do you wish you were so in Hawaii? I'm Oh yeah, of course. I mean, I want to when when I when I finally retire, I'll, I'll retire over there. Nice. That's a great fucking exit strategy plan. Now, uh, yes. the last time I saw you, Travis, was at the MMA Awards like two years ago. I think you had won yeah. every you had won every single award there. Yeah, yeah, it was close, but you know that was that was two years ago. That's not now, unfortunately. Uh, hey man, it's it's it's, it's life's a roller coaster. You know, you got ups downs, yeah. ups downs. But uh, I, I was doing research on you, man. I mean, what's amazing about you, or it's a lot of amazing things, but one of the amazing things is that you had no MMA experience until 26 years old. That's insane. Like, I mean, there's not a basketball player in the NBA who could pick up basketball at 26. Yep. Hello? Hello? Well, that was Travis Brown. Uh I guess I guess we, I guess we offended him by the first question. Uh, I guess we have to call Evan back here. Uh, so let's. <laughs> uh, we got disconnected. 
Something uh, happened. So anyway. Yeah. Technical difficulties. In the meantime. In the meantime. Let's talk about Adam's Tinder. Yeah, well. Are you back on Tinder? I am back on Tinder, but I'm, gonna, uh, I'm looking to the forward to I love how you it. like go back and forth from retiring from Tinder, Tinder and then coming back. Well, what happened? You're like the Jay-Z of Tinder. Well, one of the reasons that I got off it the first time was because one of your friends saw me on it mm. and then screenshotted mm. it and sent it to you. Mm-hmm. And then you <laughs> sent it to me, Jake Ellenberger, and who else? <laughs> and then started laughing. And then while I was here one day talking, you uh, you thought that I didn't know that you had shown Jake the picture while I'm uh, talking. I didn't tell him not to tell you. Oh, yeah. No, it was. It wasn't like some big secret. That was ridiculous. And, I, was awesome. and I, I know your friend also, by the way, who I swiped left on, oh. who, who got offended probably because he she probably did not get offended. She probably swiped right. How do you know that you're even her type? Uh, well, I, I, I don't know if I'm her type. I don't want to be your type. OK, so I don't care not. if I'm her type. The point OK, is, so you're trying to make it into an issue. Just there's no there's no issue here the only issue is that you you're screenshotting it and sending it to my friends there was no issue that's hilarious it is hilarious <laughs> so anyway we got disconnected that's uh do you need it again no yes okay, okay. all right here we go hello hey what's up travis Sure, well, oh my fault. god uh, you should have you should have <laughs> adam was all like well i guess we offended travis brown <laughs> and he hung up on us <laughs> with that first question what uh, no, was that my phone i don't know i don't know whose phone it was like, Oops, did I press but what we were saying is that is that you started mma at 26 years old which is insane because yeah. there's not a there's not a football player or a basketball player or a baseball player that picks up a sport at 26 and makes the pros that's insane yeah yeah, I mean, you know, I'm just, uh, I, I wanted to show my, you know, the way I got into it is I just wanted to show my kids that they're athletes and and initially I just wanted to get my black belt in jiu-jitsu and then, you know, I just turned into MMA. So, you know, luckily it's one of the sports that you can do that, you know, they'll they'll take a serious look at you even though you're getting a later start. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've, you've been... I think that's, that's one thing, that's one thing that I, that I'll constantly battle, you know, is just the the experience level you know a lot of guys are a lot of guys went through their growing pains like i'm going through now but they went through them you know 10 years ago yeah well i mean like to not have that like wrestling base has got to be tough you know or to have that yeah yeah the the thing that's helped me though is that is that i don't have you know, like a, a wrestler's necessarily a wrestler's bad habits or, yeah. you know, like a boxer's bad habits. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm learning everything based on MMA. You know right. what I mean? I'm learning, I'm, I'm learning wrestling for MMA. I'm learning striking for MMA, you know, cause there's always an adjustment, you know, I'm sure Marina will say even, even like in judo, you know, there's, there's judo for MMA. There's Absolutely. certain things that in the judo match, you don't want to necessarily do an MMA fight, you know? Yeah. It's so. funny because, once I started doing MMA, I would intermittently go back to, you know, cro- like go back to training judo. And you're absolutely right. There yeah. are certain things that, uh, that kind of started transferring. I'm like, fuck, I shouldn't, I, I can't get back into the habit of doing that. Right. Because in judo, yeah. a lot of the throws that you do, or a lot of throws that you go into, you kind of expose your back. And um, yeah. unless the person is really off balance, you're going to get your back taken. So, yeah, well, well, back to, you know, that, that leads to more than just getting your back taken, you yeah. know, in MMA, that leads to, 
you know, somebody somebody being on top of you when they turtled up and just pounding away. Yeah. You know what I mean? So so there's so many things from that that there's you know, there's always you know, I can always look at it as like, you know, I don't have that base, you know, that that necessary base that that I think a lot of a lot of these guys have. But at the same time the way I like to look at it is is I don't even, I don't have any a lot of the mistakes either. You know what I mean? But but I do lack in the experience of the one on one competition. You right. know, like for me, it was it was team sports. You know, it was always you know the, the that kind of atmosphere is completely different than than the one on one. How and I was reading about how in basketball you were the 2000 Coastal North League Player of the Year in San Diego. Yeah. How how close were you to making the uh, making the uh, pros in basketball? Um, you know, I I had I had offers to go overseas and play in kind of like the smaller leagues and stuff like that. Um. But I just didn't, you know, for me it was, it would have been fun for a while, but then I would be coming back after playing, what, you know, five, six, seven, eight years on that on that circuit um, and coming back with, with nothing, you know what I mean, with having to, like, start over and do that whole thing. So, you know, I, I just, I opted to, you know, just, just work and, and um, you know, put my time in that way. And then... Um, I was uh, I was married before, and so uh, when when we learned that that she was pregnant with my first son, um, you know I just uh, I just couldn't give up like you know I, I didn't want my son to have that life of just like you know con like that working life the nine to five and just kind of like I felt like I was settling if that makes sense you know right. what I mean and and it kind of sh- and it kind of shows that I was at the time you know being able to pick up something so late and in in life you know especially in athletic career um you know i i just wanted to pursue and show my son that so so you felt like how how could you how you felt like how could you tell your son to live his dream if you're not kind of going after yours exactly exactly yeah now um like oh you're an athlete like you just push yourself as far as being an athlete you know what i mean and and whatever you do just just do it and you'll be successful. Look at, look at me. You know what I mean? Like I did this at 26. Think about if you started when you're younger, you know? Now your, your last fight against Arlovsky was one of the craziest, most exciting fights I've ever seen in my life. Uh, it was so back and forth. Now, a couple of things like when he, when, when he hit you that first time, how, how out of it were you? When when what happened? I'm sorry. When when he when he, 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 he when, when he yeah when he when he when he uh, connected with that first big shot, were you were, was like the, did like the the room kind of flip? Were you did you were you rocked? Did you, were you like oh shit? Where am I right now? He's asking because he's never been hurt before. Yes. Well, not, Adam really yeah, okay. has never been <laughs> so, hit hard ever. It's well yeah that's true. <laughs> well you know the the thing that I remember I I just you know I remember like getting hit and then. I remember being against the cage and having them um, kind of hit me and me covering up. Like, I don't, like, there's a couple seconds there that, you know, I just kind of, either I choose not to remember it or, you know, I kind of got blank there for a second. Um, but, you know, then after that, I just, I just kind of remember, you know, just, just not being 100% myself, you know, and, and, you know, and it kind of shows because in the fight, I think both of us threw a, threw a right hand. And then I go, instead of stepping off like I should, I just kind of like came back to where I was. And he hit me with some like 
like low like low back hand back fist or something like that that kind of bare like kind of grazed me even and I freaking fell down you know what I mean and that you know I mean I, I kind of showed that I have a chin in that fight but but like that's what I mean it that shouldn't have put me on my butt you know what I mean so right. I can't really tell you how hurt I was because you know what I mean like I mean I got up and you know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go down for anybody till they put me down so you know I mean, I'm, I'm guessing I was pretty hurt. Well, I, well there was one shot where you... I hate to admit it. <laughs> there was one time where you hit him and he went down. Uh, I think it was... Yeah. And I was like, holy... It might have been one of the... At one point, that was one of the best. But were you fighting on, on all instinct at that, at that point? Yeah. Yeah, that was that was me being like, you know, F you. You hurt me. I'm going to hurt you back. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that was just like, just want to freaking sock this guy and drop him and... <laughs> finished the fight i just wanted to punch him as hard as he was punching me it was it was pretty much like you know we're cock measuring and you know i won for a split second and then i lost again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know, the initial, and then the, initial the, the initial unveiling i you know i was looking good and then i lost and then he pulled the so it's like you had a again. cock and then he got an extra boner and then you were like fuck it was like, yeah, you, you yeah, were like semi-hard yeah, exactly. and he kind of had a, a huge shaft going. This yeah. is the most awkward conversation <laughs> for me right now. Come on, you've seen your fair share of cocks, right? Marina, you're how welcome. many? It's, it's like, Marina. it's like you're yeah, welcome. this is what we do in, you know, in women's <laughs> MMA is we measure vaginas. Really? Right? No. Oh. <laughs> no. Marina, how many cocks is have it, you seen? Uh, like, move on. All right, okay. Is, yeah. it, is it like... <laughs> Never mind. I'm not even going. I'll leave it alone. Smart move. Now, one uh, one of my favorite fights of yours was the Overeem fight, because you took yeah. you took everything that guy had. I mean, he must have landed fifty fucking punches on you, and then you were like, "Nope, not going anywhere." <laughs> Ding them, and he went down. Is that the fight you're most proud of? Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a fight that I'm proud of. You know, um, it's funny because even though those those ones were like big fights for me and you know people keep congratulating like you did about Arlovsky and stuff saying that was an amazing fight but in my mind you know in my mind it's my the Arlovsky fight should never have been that close in my mind when I fought over him I should have done what I was doing towards the end of that fight the entire fight so I wouldn't put myself in that position so it's like it's one of those things where I'm like uh yeah I appreciate it and thank you so much but you know, for me, it's like the fights like I had maybe against Gonzaga or, you know, like Stefan Struve, where, where it's just like I was on my game plan and everything worked and right. boom, it was done. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, you know, that kind of stuff. You know, it's like those are the ones I'm most most proud of, even though I show resilience and, and heart in the other ones. You know what I mean? So, like, hey, maybe maybe my coaches and my family can be proud of me for, for those fights. Yeah, I mean, you know what my fight time, is I your favorite? What I did wrong in those fights. My huh? one of the fight that is my favorite of yours is the one with you and Brendan Schaub. Oh. <laughs> Why is that funny? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that one was. It was just. Sure, well, it was sure. just a great that, that fight. Was actually, that that one actually that one actually is exactly what I'm talking about. You, you were dialed I mean? in. Like, like, where everything, yeah, where I did everything like I was supposed to do. And then you see what I can do when I when I put the pieces together and when I'm fluid and when everything's just working, you know what I mean? And that's what I mean. That's just I, I'm still working on getting that experience. You know what I mean? Like I'm still working on getting that consistent where I'm just con like 
just fight night, I'm ready to go. Like, I'm not worried about it. There's all the butterflies and this and that or whatever, and, and it's just ready to fight. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I've had, what, 12 fights in the UFC, um, and I and I feel like I'm still learning so much every time I either get in there or every time I even train. Were you – um? now, I know that you fought Verdum. Uh, Verdum just – you know, destroyed Cain Velasquez. Were you surprised that 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 that, that yeah. happened or no? I was, I was, I was surprised that it happened like that. But um, you know, at the at the same time, I I would have figured, you know, altitude is no joke. People don't people like obviously, you know, that camp didn't understand the what altitude does to you. You know what I mean? And and for him to go out there eight days before the fight. You're going to make it so much worse on you because that's when the altitude really starts to set in. You're not getting used to it. That's when, like, you're at your worst. It's like the first two weeks, three weeks, you're you're getting at your worst. And then, you know, after about a month in, five weeks in, your body, your body starts to adapt. You know, I used to train in Albuquerque, and I used to go out, you know, three weeks early before my camp would start just to try to get used to altitude, and then I would start a camp. You know, cause, because altitude is such a big factor in that stuff. And, um, you know, so afterwards it was, you know, I wasn't surprised from what happened. I, during the fight I was watching and I was like, man, you know, he's just not used to altitude. And, and that's exactly what happened. You watch him the first round and he did exactly what he did every other fight. You watch the first minute of the second round. He did exactly what he's done every other fight. And then the, the second minute of the second round, he just tanked it. Right. You know what I mean? It's like in between rounds, he just was not able to recover, and that's what altitude does to you. Your body just shuts down. So if they have a, a, another fight on sea level and like in Vegas, who do you like in that in that rematch? Man, you know, I mean, you know, I I, I hate to, you know, just just you know go with it and and be like that, but but I mean, Verdum's really showed himself. You know, comes out and beats a guy like Kane like that. Um, you know, but at the same time, if King can do in the first round for five rounds, you know, it would be hard, I think, for, for Doom to win that. So it, that's a toss-up, man. I, I can't really like, – that's a pick for me. What, what about, I, what, about I Connor really versus, what about Connor versus Aldo? Man, that's going to be – that, that's an interesting fight. Um, I don't think Connor's ever fought somebody like Aldo before. I mean, Aldo's the next level kind of – kind of fighter and athlete but at the same time if you look at the division Aldo has never fought anybody like McGregor either and so you know that can be a very interesting fight it can either go one way or the other very quickly and easily or it can be uh, just like a fight of the century kind of a kind of a thing because you know McGregor's shown that he's not going to back down from anybody or anything and Aldo's the same way so right now I know after uh, your your last fight, Matt Matrione put on Twitter that he 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 wants to fight you. And it, did you uh, respond to him at all or not? Yeah. No, no. I mean, if I responded to everybody, I was trying to call me out. It's like, <laughs> so I'd spend my time doing. You know what I mean? It's like, well, what's that gonna accomplish? You know, like if if he really wants to get something set up, he knows the guy that's gonna do it. The fans aren't gonna do it. You know what I mean? It's like, well, just. You know, if you want to fight, call up Joe and tell him you want to fight. Like, I don't understand how 
how hard that is. I, I just don't play those games. You know what I mean? Like, like I'm sorry, but you know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I don't, I'm, I'm on social media as least as possible, yeah. as the minimum that I have to be. You're probably you know smart. I mean? Otherwise, so smart. Yeah. You know, You're probably smart. I freaking hate that stuff, man. Now, um, I remember seeing pictures. Yeah, I'm just, of, I just don't play those games. Now, are you single again? Because I like couldn't tell if you were single or not. <laughs> yeah. You are single? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I mean. Like, oh, that's a, that's a tough one. Because um, yeah. honestly, yeah. your ex girl, uh, I honestly, I thought your ex girlfriend was way too hot. Honestly. I think that, because that, that, I was like, every time yeah. you had a fight, I'm like, there's no way he's going to win. You can't have that girl to go home to. You got to stay hungry. Uh, <laughs> right? Um, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I'm not. I'm not with her anymore. So, okay. you know, we'll, we'll just, we'll leave it at that. But, right. um, you know, it's, it's, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's a tough question to answer right now. It's a good one though. <laughs> I mean, are there, are you, are there, are you, are you on Tinder or a lot of girls? How does, how does Travis Brown get down? I mean, you're no, a big, you're no. a big. <laughs> oh no, I, no, I don't, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a, Tinder kind of guy. I'm not, you know, I don't go out to the clubs and, you know, try to prey on the weak or anything like that. You know what I mean? It's no. I'm just uh, honestly, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a simple, I'm a simple person, man. And you know, like uh, I don't. Wait, you know, wait, what, 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 what do you mean by what do you mean by prey on the weak? What do you mean prey on the weak? Like the, the girls at the club are weak? You know, like these guys that go out there and try to freaking, you know try to hit on all these chicks or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like out at the club and freaking take them home and all that stuff. Like, that's just not me. It's so not my style. So then how do you meet girls though? I mean, you got, you got kids, you got, you got an ex family, you got, you have an ex wife, Yeah, face, you know, face, face, yeah. Face to face, man. You know, like if it, ain't, if, it, if it ain't real, then, you know, it ain't worth it. Right. To me. Hmm. So that's, that's, you know, yeah, that's, <laughs> uh, that's a good one. <laughs> that's good. Oh, shit. Because uh, I, I know that Marina's single, but, too. I thought maybe you and Marina could, what do you, right? No? No? No, she gets angry. Okay, all right, hey, there Marina, you go. What, what do you have going on, Marina? What do you have going on? I got, I got a lot of training man. going on. <laughs> MMA is like my boyfriend. <laughs> MMA is your boyfriend? Yeah. There you go. Are there you going to be go. at her and fight in Vegas? Are you, are you going to be at her fight? On the was on the it's on the fifteenth, right? No, it's on the ninth. The ninth at Invicta no. in Vegas. Ninth. Yeah. I might be able to make that. If it feels on the fifteenth, I wasn't gonna be able to make it because I'm my I'm doing like a camping trip with my kids, camping, fishing, hunting thing for that week. Dang. But nice. I might be able. To, I might be able to do the ninth. Uh oh. That'd be great. That'd be cool. Yeah. Careful. We're gonna go. We're gonna go tear it up. You know what I mean? It's at the Cosmo in Vegas. Watch out. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go. Let's, let's, Travis, all right. So how about this? At, me and you, we go out to watch Marina. After the fight, we go to a club and watch me pray on the week. What, what do you say? Are you I'll in? I feel you. like I'll, if I'll, you're going to. Yeah, you, I want tips. Hell yeah. I want Travis Brown dating tips. There you go. There all right. You go. What's your number one tip on, on picking up a chick? What's, what's the number one thing you, should, you, you, you would give a guy like me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know what? I don't. I don't even know. I don't have. No, no, no. Just I be creative. Have, like, just be embrace your creativity right now. Just be your. Just embrace be, my creativity. Yeah, and just give him. Girl, 
Okay, when you look, wait, 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 wait. So when, <laughs> so when you look at like the what pathetic, mean, uh, when you look mean, at the, uh, no, no, wait. When you look at the pathetic guy at the club just trying to hit on all the guys, what do you want to tell all the him? guys? I, <laughs> The all fuck the are you talking about? Sorry. I'm the pathetic guy. No, that's, no. So that's the. I don't know. I don't know if I can help you on that one. I'm not the pathetic guy at the club. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck your creativity and fuck Marina. Listen, okay. That's that's not even close to what happened. All right. Why are you sweating? I'm not sweating. Listen, Travis Brown. It was an honor to have you on the show, man. You're one of my favorite fighters. You always you always bring it, man. Always bring it. Uh, you could fight a hundred times. I would watch a hundred times, man. So thank you so much for coming on our podcast. Thanks, man. Thanks, Travis. Yeah, of course, man. Anytime. And when I'm in town, I'll, you know, I'll come I'm, come in the studio and stuff. And it's a lot. It's a lot better time when it's face to face. Uh, we'd love to have you on. That's awesome. Cool. Thank you. Take care. Cool, cool. Thanks, guys. We'll see Bye. Bye, bye. Hilarious. Fucking hilarious. All right, so I love Mondays. All right, so now we have Mondays to... are like my favorite day. Really? Because yeah. of the podcast? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny. It's funny seeing him sweat, right? Because you never see he's such a tough guy. It's funny to see him actually like, you know, like he's such a, you know, he, he's a Hawaiian, right? He's like a manly man. Hawaiians are the coolest people. Yeah. It's going to be weird knowing like the, when he probably walks around like 2.30, 2.40, right? Travis Brown. Is I would it, assume so. Knowing you could just fuck up 99% of the population. It's got to be a crazy feeling, you know? Yeah. Right? Evan the Beard? Yeah. All right. So we, are <laughs> so we are calling Cody No Love right now, who is an undefeated fighter, 6-0, four first-round stoppages. Uh, he was and is it official Paige and him are dating? Uh, we're we're going to find out if he's dating Paige Van Zant. Because that's all Adam wants he to was know. 30, no, I, I, that's not true. He was 32-1 and one as an amateur boxer, wrestling All-American. This kid is the truth. And I can't wait to talk to him. Cody Nolov. He's got some nice tattoos. Cody Garbrandt. And some nice hair. I can appreciate his hairstyle. What about his fighting skills? That too. That's, I mean, that's... I'm, um, you know... 6-0? and oh? that, He's very good. But it's great. Oh, hey, is this Cody Nolov? This is Cody. What's up, man? What's up, man? Um, You're on the MMA Roasted Podcast with me and Marina Shafir. What's up? What's going on, man? We're, we're talking about you, man. We're talking about how uh, some of your accolades. You're six and zero, undefeated. You were you were you were twenty thirty two and one as an amateur boxer. You're with Team Alpha Male. You got the the world that you is your oyster right now. How how's it going? How you feeling? What's telling? And I'm just gonna ask the question that he really no, wants we, to we'll, ask. We'll get to that later. <laughs> okay, Cody, how's everything going with the fighting? Yeah, I feel good. You know, this is a great training camp. I'm feeling great. You know, firing all cylinders. You know, just a little uh, less than three weeks out now, so it's just about fine-tuning everything and showing up on fight day. Now, who, who are you fighting in three weeks? I'm fighting Henry Briones, or Briones. He's uh, trained at Alliance, I guess. Henry, and now, and now, and now is that fight in uh, in San Diego? No, that's on the UFC 189 card. Oh, you're fighting on the 89 card? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. That's awesome. Why, why did I not know that? Hold no, on. You know everything. I, uh, yeah, you I know everything. Me no but not love, anymore. Man. I've given you no love. No, man. I, no. I can't. I can't. Okay, so uh, did you know that Evan the Beard? He's fighting on that card. I was at your last fight, by the way, against Marcus Brimage. That was a great fight, man. It was a back and forth fight. It was probably your toughest fight to date, right? Yeah, it was a tough. It was a tough fight. You know, it was, it was good. I mean, it didn't. 
know, Marks, you know, his game plan was really well. Um, came in ready to ready to fight, and that's what I figured. But yeah, it was, it was a great fight and great one to have the you know, my first UFC debut against him. No, that was awesome. You you look great. Everybody, I was actually sitting with his team though. That was like I was like, oh man, I was secretly rooting for you, but I happened to be sitting <laughs> with his team. Um, now I was looking at some of your stuff. You are you are Ohio State wrestling champion as a freshman, yeah. uh, and then you won. You came second in the state a sophomore, and then then you got bored with wrestling in high school. Um, I got in some like disciplinary action, and I got hurt my junior year, and just. Kind of lots of love for wrestling, and just you know, was, you know, got into fighting and boxing, and I was doing that. You know, kind of my passion shifted over to that. But what a um, great crossover! Kind of, right? Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it's uh, it's good. I tried out college. You know, went to college um, after uh, not wrestling for two years, and then just kind of walked away from uh from college and continued fighting. You know, got into, back into fighting, and you know, made my way out here. But I mean, you're you're, you're th- that must have had a lot of pressure on you to win the states as a freshman, right? I mean, that that must have put a, that's a, that's that's not easy to do. It's almost impossible. So when... yeah, it was yeah, it was nice. You know what I mean? Uh, oh, I pictured you know I pictured myself winning it, and a lot of people had you know not even not even making it to state, and you know just uh, you know just worked hard and believed in myself and made it come true. So what kind of disciplinary trouble did you get into where you you couldn't wrestle? Oh uh, well, my junior year, I just got in. Uh, I was, I was, I hurt my back in football. I broke my back in football and uh, transferred over to wrestling and didn't know. And then ended up, uh, ended up, you know, finding out that I had a, had this injury from football from a while ago and uh, couldn't couldn't uh, couldn't wrestle that year. And then going into my senior year, I was playing football, counts for football, and got into a fight before the school um, for the school. Uh, you know, took took year and uh I got, so I basically got kicked out of the school. It's kinda of set up, uh, I was set up but you know that's that's you know, that's in the past. But yeah, you know, I ended up leaving uh leaving that school and going to a rival and then when I tried to transfer back to the school after the football season was over, the OHSA suspended me because I did that illegal entity to transfer so I didn't wrestle my junior or senior year. Wow, Dang. that coach yeah, must have been, yeah. your high school coach must have been pissed. I know as a coach, I'd be so pissed if I had a kid that wanted as a freshman, <laughs> took second in as a sophomore, yeah. and then can't wrestle. So I mean, this is a big story for you, man. I mean, you could have easily been that guy who you know was hanging out at Seven Eleven and drinking with teenagers and you know oh, yeah. living in a trailer right now. I mean, that could have easily yeah. been like, oh, that's Cody. You know, he that kid could have yeah. been something. You know, he the, could have been. Yeah, he had potential. You know. And so that's something I didn't want to want to have, you know. I want to be, and there's a lot of, shit, a lot of, a lot of my boys that I grew up with, you know, those are, you know, they're doing the same shit, you know. So I had to break off from that. I made it out here a year ago, and uh, you know, trying to make the right decisions, and you know, plan the seed. Now I'm I'm here and getting ready for my second UFC fight, so things are great. Now, when you walk into Team Alpha Male, right? Because I know the guys over at Team Alpha Male, they're they're a great bunch of guys, but there's a lot of egos there. These guys are kind of like the, the the king of their domain, and you walk in and you got you're all tatted up, your neck's all tatted, tat everywhere. Your hair looks like very cheek and hipster. You're a good looking guy. Are are these guys like Benavidez and Dillashaw and Uriah? Like who the fuck is this guy? Are, are, are they are they giving you a, like dirty dirty looks in the beginning? No, you know it was cool. The, the uh, you know I came out there and, and then, you know I just. 
went to the practice and the training, you know, kept to myself, you know, uh, you know, talked to a few of them after practice, and, you know, I was only out here a week. Um, I came out to check it out and really know it was in the gym. It was in between my club and just got done having fights. And then I came back a week later after talking to Faber and that's what I wanted to do. I was one of those at the time when I came out here. And I come off a long, like, almost a year layoff. I had uh, a broken hand and I had some head trauma that I uh, went to rehab for and got that um, situated and feeling good. So I man, I took a fight and decided to come out to Alpha Male and see, you know, you know where I was going to go with it. So coming out here, you know, was uh, a thing just to prove that, you know, how good I was and believe in myself and skills. And I just had to come and see, see for myself. So training with these guys, I think the best gym with some of you know, the best fighters around my weight. Came out here and then you know stayed a week and then flew back a week later and did like a three week camp and ended up fighting. But yeah, you know they they show they have a lot of respect. You know, uh, like you said, there's it, a lot of lions out here and you come in the domain. So just you know at first you know it's, everyone wants to get a shot at you and that's how it is. So you know, I stayed down. Uh, you know it was either stink or swim out here and I was swimming with them. So, <laughs> so they what was it? Me in and, uh, what was it that like really convinced you? that you wanted to train there? No, I mean, just uh, the, the success they've had over the years, and I've been following them for a while, all, all their careers. And, uh, my buddy Lance was actually out here and was, you know, hey, you got to come out and check the gym. Like, you got to come out here. This is the gym you need to be at. For years, you know, like three years, you're trying to get me to come out. I finally did, but oh, I guess this is a positive, uh, you know, positive mental attitude, you know, going in just every day, getting better. You know, and the grind that they did, you know, it's kind of, you know, six days, seven days a week sometimes, you know, two, three times a day, just the grind, just talking about it, just grinding it out. Uh, that's what we're known for, coming in shape, you know, working hard. And uh, just the, the positive positivity that, you know, that I got from it and just the energy in the room, you know, energy in the room, just everyday training was like, all right, motherfuckers, let's go, you know, time to train. You know? So that was always uh, uplifting to go in there and not like, oh, I got to go train, but... You know, we went and they're like, all right, today's the day to get better. We're about to get after it. It's just bad. It's energy. Well, it's, well, it's definitely paying off. Uh, speaking of paying off, I got to ask you, man. So the word around the MMA community is that you and Paige Van Zant are an item. Is this true? True or not. True or not. Yeah. Whoa. We've been, we've been, uh, we've been seeing each other for a little while now and uh, kind of started coming out with it more. Um you know, but we're you know we're still focused on our careers and training and stuff. But yeah. Now how did now how did that come about? She was at Alpha Male already, and you were kind of looking at her and you were like, hmm, that's this cute yeah, girl right just, there. Well, just, yeah, just after a grappling session, that was that was all she wrote. I got Trillio <laughs> and that was it. Wait, wait, no. wait, <laughs> really? The sunset. No, no. Oh, just, uh, <laughs> yeah, kind of. You know, talking and you know, we're gonna, we do the same, you know, schedule in the gym, out of gym, kind of, you know, kind of that kind of deal. Hung out and then just kind of hit it off and, you know, she's a super cool chick and fits my lifestyle and I fit her, so it just kind of works out. So, all right, so you guys, you're at the same gym, you're checking her out, she's checking you out. There has to be some kind of like, in the beginning, right, isn't, I don't know, you're a fighter, uh, I I I don't want to get a reputation. I mean, is there it's any? It's really cute because like she's super, you know, just peppy and really just you're all tatted out and fucking tough. Yeah. And then she's 
she's not she's not her she's not a delicate flower either she's you know she's a very successful ufc fighter as well but she looks wise blonde hair really cute smile it's just yeah great oh thanks right. <laughs> yeah <laughs> adam is so jealous no i'm not because i i know that me and you can have the same thing Marina. no listen no no no, no, no. but what, what, no. I, what i'm saying though is that cody like so was there at first was there hard to like convince her to go out with you because you are a fighter and she doesn't want to get a reputation and stuff like that no not really no it wasn't really and like i said kind of like just hung out we just kind of you know we do whatever you know what i mean after the gym we go to dinner movies or you know, and it kind of was never had that feeling like it was like that feeling out process. So it's just kind of like, hey, we 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 vibe and we click, like you know, see where it goes. And it's kind of you know, one day at a time, and start hanging out more and more, and getting to know each other more, and it's kind of developed into what it is now. You know, it's kind of same thing. Are like other guys? Are like other guys jealous of you? Oh, you see some of the posts, some of the some of the guys are on there trying to troll, but you know, I don't pay no mind to it. It's it's fine to me, but uh, yeah. Sure, there's a lot of haters out there. A lot of, lot of, now, is she, is she, I mean, you guys are both fighters. Do, have you guys gotten any fights yet or no? Is this been not, 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 not no, one argument? No. Really? Not one well, argument? Not one, no. Like, Come on. She's easy. No, I, I promise. She's like, a, she's easy going. Like, kind of goes the flow. Like, hey, you know, I try to, I, you know, I try to set the plans and the dates and try to, you know, do all that stuff. She's like, all right, yeah, let's do it. I'm like, hey, we're going to dinner here. We're doing this. She's like, all right, yeah, sure. Yeah. I'm like I'm like picturing yeah. that like Team Alpha Male is like Grease and you're like the bad greaser you're like the, and she's like Sandy and everyone's like singing and dancing <laughs> yeah. around oh my god there's yeah. your there's yeah. your Halloween costumes guys I'm telling you there it is hey, that's our Halloween costumes and, and you're like the yeah. bad boy with the that's tattoos hilarious. and she's like Sandy that's great though man I mean so I mean are you because she seems like a very all-American girl if I went out with her I'd, I'd be very like scared to like fuck it up are like is, she, is, she, is like she that hot where you like don't want to make a move because you're like I don't want to like or or is it just like man fuck this I'm I'm, I'm Cody no love time yeah, to give, time to no give me some love yeah, yeah. really yeah yeah just, yeah it's kind of like so we just clicked and went with it good vibes she goes up a good good vibe and it's fun to be around so I think why not now yeah. like is it did like the UFC tell you don't get her pregnant oh I, <laughs> yeah we were smart on that. And, yeah, definitely. I would be a no for sure. Both our careers. Fucking believable you are, Adam. Cody's got oh Reebok. God. Cody has Reebok condoms. Like oh they, my they God. Say, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I mean, cause she's like the she's like a UFC cash cow. They have to. I mean, did anybody say anything to you, Cody? Like, hey, listen, man, just don't fuck her up. No getting into fights during fight week for her. You know, just no nobody gave you that that like whole talk. Yeah, no, not, not at all. And you kind of like messed your own thing. You know, we're, we're young adults, you know, and we're both mature. We're both, in, you know, nice. We're lying later with fighting. It's like, we know, we know what to do, and, you know, we know right from wrong. So, does does Martin Catman, like, chaperone your, your your dates or no? Not our dates? No, no. He'll laugh sometimes. You know, be, she helps me stretch with my stretching, so he'll just be like, he'll laugh at us. Because I'm, like, super inflexible, so she'll be like, you know, 
put her legs between mine and like help me stretch, grab me, bend me floor. He just he kind of laughed about that, but about <laughs> I mean, it gives a little hard time. But all in good fun. Nice. That's this is I I, I like this. This is cute. I'm telling. <laughs> this is adorable. Just in case you were wondering, you have Adam's approval. Yeah, you have my approval, man. <laughs> I'm right. happy for you. You're a guy. <laughs> you know, you're a guy. You came no, from yeah. nothing. You came from the the streets of Ohio. You know, you, you dropped out of college. Come a fighter. And I hear you are. You're you're yeah. you're six and zero, oh, and you're banging the hottest chick oh, in the UFC. Oh my I, I god! Mean, this is, right? This is great. Top of the world. Top of the world. Top of the right world. And honestly, it doesn't get any better from the way you are right now. You're man. blowing my head up, man. No, you're well, I'm blowing your head up, she's, <laughs> and then she's blowing something no, up. Oh god damn no, it! I knew that was coming. No, I'm just I'm just <laughs> saying, like, dude, you're you're doing very well right now. I'm just saying, like, you know, you, you should be very proud of yourself. But but yeah, thanks, I am definitely I'm happy with life right now, and uh, I'm gonna be even more happier with this knockout on July 11th. Now, are you not having sex with her before the fight? No, we don't. We don't. Yeah, we just kind of, yeah, we don't, we don't do that. <laughs> Wait, you don't have sex? Yeah. In, you don't have sex in general, no. or like no before the fight? Yeah, in gen- general. Yeah. In general, yeah. really? Yeah. Come on. Yeah, kind of taking it slow, man. Oh, really? I'm not a fight focus, so yeah. So. This yeah. is this is such bullshit. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of believe you though, because she, she isn't she very religious. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we actually go to church together, and uh, nice. So, you know, good Christian girl, and I believe so. It's always good, to, not only on that level, but you know, uh, you know, outside of the gym, we like said we have same beliefs and things, and uh, like I said, we just we just click. So it's, it's nice. nice. But 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 you're, you're you're like taking it slow though, being being respectful. Yeah, definitely taking sure. it slow. Gotcha. Cool, Cody Nolove. I'm, I'm a. Uh, and by the way, uh, people don't know Cody Nolove. I was reading about you. You, one of your fights, you, 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 you met a guy who was a kid who was five years old who had leukemia, named Maddox, a friend of yours. Right. You did, you, and there was a fight you had where you donated all ticket sales to Maddox. Uh, this right. guy, this guy is right. really important in your life. This guy comes to your fights, and you, you know, you said he, he's got a way more tougher fight than I have. I think that's really beautiful, man. That's really nice that you do that. Right. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, we have, we have a special bond that we've, uh, you know, uh, grown over the years, you know, almost four years of getting to know the kid in this battle and seeing him as onset of leukemia and, you know, being there with him, uh, you know, from the beginning of it until, you know, he's in remission. And just great to see, you know, uh, very motivating to see him and fight, fight, fight for his life and not give up and just be there with him, you know, and, he needed it, and uh, you know, for him to be there in um, you know pivotal times in my life, where I, you know, with my UFC debut and coming up in my in my fighting career, just having him there before the fights usually comes. And, you know, so he hangs out in the locker room with me before I was in the UFC. Um, you know, walking to the cage. And now this fight, uh, the UFC is letting him walk down to the cage. So it's a huge dream of his for years. We we made a pact that you know, one day he was uh, you know his father had called me and said that. You know, they've done everything. He just wants to give up. He's tired of taking the pills. And, you know, if, if you could say something, I know you listen to you. And, you know, I was living uh, out of the state at the time. So I FaceTimed him the video and, you know, just told him, you know, keep working, you know, keep taking this pill. He's, you know, it's a short time now. I've been fighting so hard and we're not giving up. And I said, you know, let's make a promise to each other. You, you beat cancer and I'll make it to the UFC and I'll take you with me every fight. And, uh, you know, we got to, I got. He he upheld his end of the promise, and uh, August 25th of last year, he took the last dose of chemo and been in remission almost uh, going on a year. 
and I got to keep my end of the promise, and I uh, fought January 3rd, and then the UFC debut, and he was there. Going to hang out with him after, and now it's, uh, you know, it's been a dream of him since we made the promise, you know, almost four, you know, four years ago that we uh, were given the welcome to the UFC down let him walk down to the cage. And uh, I know on July 11th he gets to live another dream, you know, and uh, so it's amazing that the UFC is allowing it, and I'm just glad to be a part of it, you know, and help him live, you know, and make him feel like a kid, you know, give, give him that uh, drive to, you know, to keep, you know, keep living and keep battling, you know. I love that, man. Dude, you're 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 a great guy, Cody. You're a great guy. Uh, where can people find you? Find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cody underscore no love, and then my Facebook page is Cody No Love Garbrand. Well, Cody, uh, it's, it's an honor to have you on the show. Uh, I definitely want to shake your hand and uh, smell it. Oh God! Uh, but <laughs> but <laughs> thank you, thank thank you so much for all that you do, brother. No, thank you guys. Yeah, thanks for having me on. It was fun. All right, take care. Thanks, Cody. Cody. Yeah, thank you. Talk soon. I have to pee so bad. Okay, our next guest uh, was in jail two weeks ago for a seatbelt ticket. Uh, he was on the Ultimate Fighter. Uh, he was in the UFC. Then he was in Bellator. Now he he won his last fight. He's uh, his career is up and down. He's John Jones' training partner. Seems like a good guy, this guy. Bubba McDaniel, we're going to call right now. Hello. Hello. Hey, is this Bubba McDaniel? Yes, it is. Hey, it's Adam Hunter and Marina Shafir. What's up, Bubba? You are on the MMA Roasted Podcast. Hey, what's going on? What's going on, buddy? Uh, I'm driving right now to uh, go to a grave. Go to a what? Going to a grave site right now. Oh, sorry. Are, are you visiting your career? Or, uh, it's all good. No, it was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of. I'm just now, my buddy that passed on a couple years ago before the finale. It's uh, his birthday today. That's where I'm headed. Oh, sorry to hear that, man. Sorry to hear that. Um, uh, it's, it's nobody's fault. So, 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 Bubba. So, Bubba, I've been a fan of yours for a while. Uh, I think you're a great guy. You're you're a great fighter. Uh, I, I I read a couple weeks ago you went to jail for a seatbelt ticket. What what happened? Okay, so uh, you know when you start getting broke in the fight game and all because you're hurt and you can't fight, you take up crazy jobs. I was mowing yards, so uh, you know it's a Sunday. I'm mowing yards. I'm going between one yard to the next. And, uh, you know, this damn cop pulls me over. I shouldn't say a damn cop. He was kind of nice to me, but I was addicted to him because he wanted to give me a fucking seatbelt ticket for a half-mile ride from one yard to another. So I was upset. I told him, dude, you realize I don't have enough money to pay this, right? Because, uh, you know, I'm out mowing yards on a Sunday. Right. You know, so my average, you know, my average on my cut, because i got a friend that actually it's his business, and I go out and mow yards for him, things like that. I get $10 a damn yard, you know, so an average day for me is about $60. And, uh, you know, he throws this uh, $150 ticket on me, and first thing I tell him, I was like, well, dude, you can pretty much assure yourself that I'm not going to pay this. I was like, uh, you need to go ahead and pull out your handcuffs and uh, take me in. I'm going to set this out because I make – why should I sit out in the hot sun, mowing yards, you know, uh, making money, 
you know, that I really don't have anyway, trying to make money and then pay him for the, you know, a couple days wages that I just tried to get out in the heat. When I can sit in the jail cell, you can feed me three hots, you know, give me a cot to sleep on and uh, I'll sit out my time. So, okay. So then you went to j- now, did anybody recognize you in jail for being a fighter? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was uh, it was quite comical actually. I walk in, no big deal. Had a couple guys give me a little uh, weird look, and uh, you know nobody really messed with me off the bat. But those couple of guys that gave me the funny look came over a little bit later, going, "You're Bob McDaniel, aren't you?" I said, "Uh, yeah." What the hell are you doing here? You know. And I told them, "Well, I'm in and out, no big deal. I'm just uh, I'm doing in and out, sitting out a ticket." They're like, "Oh, okay. Well, you need some coffee. You need anything like that? Yada yada yada." You know, I was like, "Oh, well, still." I think I'm going to be all right, you know? No. <laughs> One of them made a joke. He was like, hey, you're not going to try to take over his TV, are you? <laughs> I was like, ah, definitely not. <laughs> I'm in and out. Now, well, was this your first time in jail? Yeah, not really. <laughs> oh, shit. I, uh, I've, had, I've had a few little bit, little bitty uh, overnighters, things like that, you know, just where I've had to sit when I was younger. I wasn't the nicest young guy, but at the same time, like, it's only the second time I've been there since I was, let's see, 19 years old. Okay. Now, so, I mean, you know, it, it's it's yeah. been a it's been a few and far between things since I was real young. Now you, uh, you, I was following your career, man. You've had a, you've had a very up and down career. Um, at one point, you know, you had a big win over over uh, Kevin Casey, who's uh, a very respected, you know, uh, jujitsu guy. Uh, you lost uh, to Kelvin Gastelum on the Ultimate Fighter. Did you did you know how good Kelvin was going to be back then? Dude, honestly, like I had watched his fight to get in the house. I wasn't. Uh, I knew Keto was a good fighter. I, I knew he was his fight to get in the house against Kelvin. That was a great fight, you know. Split decision win for Kelvin, and uh, I was just, you know, I thought, oh, no big deal, because I, I at the time I had valued myself, like my self worth and value of as an MMA fighter was at an all time high. I thought, you know, like, I was the man. I was the man that was, the, you know, the best unsigned guy in the U.S., you know, hands down. That's what I thought. I really, really thought that. I hadn't lost in a few years. And, uh, you know, I was riding a nice win streak. That fight to get in the house was my seventh win in a row that I'd had, you know. Like, I, I had felt that I had hit my stride. I knew what I was going to be as a fighter, things like that. Man, I went in there and just, uh, you know, trying to – keep myself down weight things like that like you can ask the guys that were there i i slept so much because i'd try to eat as little as i could you know to try to keep my weight down and i'd go to sleep because i was just so tired you know like I, i'm a big dude to make 185 and especially since i made weight you know four times in five weeks in the house it was it was crazy for me you know like uh after the show i think it was uh after i fought uh uriah it was like six days later not even that actually yeah, five days later, I take that back. I was 226. Wow. But it was six days from the weigh-in at 185. Wow. That's a lot of weight. You know, so weight. it's just like my body was screaming to to give it uh, nourishment, you know, at that point. You know, and uh, like I say, but, I, you know, and there against Kelvin, I, I I remember having the arm bar at the very beginning of the first round. Do you remember that? Yeah. I do. Okay, I remember having that arm bar, sitting him on his back and everything and going, you know what? I'm going to make a statement. I'm going to go out. I'm going to TKO this kid. I get on top of him, getting ready to punch. All of a sudden, he explodes and takes my back. And I'm like, oh, what just happened? You know? Like, And then we ended up having a fight. And I went out in the second round, tried to hit a throw that I that I do. And I slipped, fell on my face, you know, his sweaty arm. I came right off of it. I just 
after that, it was a downhill spiral. I just Fuck was man, like, wow. Sweat <laughs> is like, I feel like people don't yep. understand when you start getting sweaty, how slippery and how how fucking annoying it is. I think sometimes sweat is a little bit more annoying than cramping. Oh man, it's uh you can deal with a cramp more than you know because you can actually still grab something and hold on at that yeah. point. You know, uh, when you're sliding, and you can't grab anything. It's it's a mess. Yeah, you know, obviously you know. <laughs> I do. But then, but then your fight against Uriah Hall, it seemed like Uriah Hall was in everybody's head. It seemed like everyone in that house was like, "Fucking!" They built up Uriah Hall. Not that he's not a great fighter, but people were p- picking right. him as like the next Anderson Silva before Silva lost. Do you think maybe you kind of right, okay? Well, let let me throw this at you here, okay? Watch Uriah uh, break a dude's arm back. That uh, I can't remember the kid's name, but he fought uh, Clint after that in the UFC. The kid got himself back in the UFC. Watched him, you know, fight and fight, and Uriah break his arm and throwing some really nice stuff or anything. And at that point, I was like, okay, that's a guy I got to contend with. Uh, you know, his fight against Adam. Yeah, that was scary. Oh yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. That was the scariest thing to watch. Like I. And I tell people over, over and over again, I thought I watched the guy's life change. You know? yeah. I thought he was about to be one of those guys that was vegetated. You know, like one way or another, something wasn't right with him after that is what I thought. And he scared me. You know, it was one of those things. I'm not going to lie to you. I wasn't scared of the man, but I'm scared of a consequence of fighting and things like that. And that's when it becomes real to you. You know, like we're in there and things could happen to us that, that could, you know, put us in a wheelchair, you know, uh, like I said, change your life drastically in a second. Mm-hmm. And that was, and that was the realness put out at you at that point. Then I lost to Kelvin, you know, like I didn't think that I was going to lose. I didn't think I was going to lose at all. I lost to him. And then I fought Kevin Casey, you know, uh, me and Kevin get out there. I, I end up uh, feeling great at the end of that fight. You know, when I'm standing over top of him and I look at him feeling worse than I am, and, you know, and then all of a sudden he has to go to the hospital, and I'm feeling bad again because as soon as I get done with that, I have to go straight back into cutting weight because I have six days to make weight again. Wow. You know, it was, and I was you, weighing 210 pounds again. You, you don't know, understand, it's just, Adam. It was ridiculous. The circumstances on that <laughs> show are fucking ridiculous. It, se- it seems that way. Like the weight cutting and the training, it's so easy to overtrain, and it's so easy to fuck up your metabolism and have those adrenaline drops. And yeah. and those lulls, like you really have, like you have to do whatever you have to do. It's not about proving anybody else right on that team. It's just proving yourself right, making sure you're doing the things that you're comfortable doing, staying focused right. and staying on track. And right. I was an assistant coach on that show, and it was a miserable fuck. <laughs> like pretty much, it was terrible. It was yeah. like it, it was so hard managing the fighters sometimes because everybody wanted to push, you know, you're on the best team, all this stuff and it's it's really shitty. Now now yeah, it's a, it's it's no easier being on the other side of that. You know, I that's one thing I've told people I'd like to go coach a show. I would like to just even assistant coach, something like that, so I can tell these guys, Hey man, I know what it's like, I know what it's like and I can sit there and you know talk these guys through their hard situations that are coming about because, man, I know how hard it is to be in the house, get in there, lose a fight, then you're back in the tournament, then you're back out of it. You know, you I've got injuries at the end of it. You know, i got my face broken three places. You know, you've got to go against the guy that 
literally he fuck killed a man in the ring. You know, it was, it was a mental fuck completely. Yeah. Like, you know, that's the thing. People are still telling me, oh, you were scared. Well, yeah, I was, I was scared at the time because I knew I wasn't the best me at that point. That was my fourth weight cut in five weeks. I felt like I was dying. Like, literally, I thought I was dying. And then mentally, you know, that plays the role on you. And I've got to go in there and fight this guy who hadn't fought. You know, he fought before me in the round before I beat Kelvin. Or, I mean, I lost to Kelvin. Then I had to beat Kevin Casey, wait until, the, you know, it's my turn to fight Kevin. And then he got to make weight for me. Like, dude had been waiting around, chilling. Like, you know, don't get me wrong. He had to make weight, you know, too, again. But, man, I, I felt like there was so much more stacked against me. And it just mentally played a bad role on me. Then I get hit, you know, and, and wake up and I can breathe through my face. You know, it's kind of, <laughs> it was kind of a, one of those things where it put a bad taste in my mouth, even about myself at that point. I was like, man, am I just not as good as I thought I was? You know, it was, it was a real big thing on me. Well, I mean, since then, I mean, you're a fighter, dude. You're a fighter. You, you end up getting cut from the UFC. Then you go to Bellator. You're one and one in Bellator. Uh, you got, you got cut from Bellator. You, you, you came back, you won your last fight. And now you're a guy looking for a fight, right? Well, you know, the thing is, I don't know if I got cut or not. I haven't heard from them. <laughs> if I'm on the cut list, nobody's informed me. So you still might be in Bellator. So, I still might be. I don't know. <laughs> you know, that's the thing. Nobody talks to me. I, uh, I, I, I don't want to bash anybody or anything anymore, but, you know, I was supposed to fight for Bellator in March. Uh, because I got hurt in that October fight. And actually, people don't realize this, but I fought in Bellator 6. So my Bellator record is actually 2-1. and one. Oh, you're 2-1. Got <laughs> Okay, sorry, my bad. So Okay, so you're 2-1 and one in Bellator. That's the thing, though. Nobody knows that. They'll even post it. Bellator themselves will post that I'm 1-1 one one now. So Bellator doesn't know that you fought in their organization. Uh, wow, that, all right. So, yeah, pretty much. Okay, so so we need – okay, so because I, 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 I want to help you. I, I like you. I think, and I think you're a name. People like you and people hate you, okay? I don't know why they would hate you, I but they like to hate you. A lot of people hate me. I know. <laughs> for no reason. For no, you're, you're a good guy. I, know what is, I think a lot of people saw that you were a little that they, they, they saw that you were a little scared of uh, Uriah Hall. And I think, people, I think people in themselves would be scared of Uriah Hall. And I think people don't like that in themselves. And they go, oh, fuck. Right. So they could identify with you. And in some way, you became such a human, almost like you're too much of a human. And I think people don't like you. Right. But, but, but I guarantee you put any one of those people against Uriah Hall in a fucking cage after watching that, they, they would be a lot, they, they'd be shitting themselves. I mean, fuck, I'd be shitting myself. So, I mean, you're just a human being. Yeah. Now, uh... Now, now, Bubba. Also, uh, we got to talk about John Jones. I know you and John Jones are really good friends. You guys were training partners. Have you talked to him since all this shit went down? You know, the thing is, I haven't talked to John in about a year, actually. You know, I left Jackson's uh, probably April last year. I think we talked in like end of May, something like that. Last year was the last time we talked, and I called him up. We had a little conversation, just hung out, you know, on the phone for a minute. And uh, you know, other than that, man, it's like. I'm still a John Jones fan. Like he, he's always, you know, going to be my boy. You know, I don't, I don't really care what people say like that. You know, but the thing about John at that point is, is you know, the the there's a point where you do a lot, you do things along the lines that you know is, you know, where you have to be a grown man. You have to own up to the things that are happening. You know, like the Bentley situation. You know, where they got wrecked, things like that. You know, there's a lot of things you can throw under the under the throw under the bridge and be like, oh, it's water under the bridge, no big deal. Everybody's going to make mistakes. People throw him money. 
you know, or and take care of him, and, and, and it's just like, you know, Nike, all these people take care of this guy, and nobody really takes into account that this is this is a guy who was still very, very young when all these things came into play. His, his uh, mentality of growing up and that kind of stuff, like he has children, he teaches them lessons, he does great and as a parent, things like that, but somebody has to make him accountable for him at one point, you know, and, and there's actions that he, uh, he took right there. And that's what he has to be accountable for. Just like me, you know, things like that. I didn't have a seatbelt on. I got a ticket. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm going to sit in jail, you know, like, yeah, this is what it is. Even though it was just a, you know, a short little stint, that's what I did. You know, there's a, when I was younger, you know, uh, like I say, I went and sat a few times there, had to pay money, you know, court costs, stuff like that. Uh, you know, it's it's at one point everybody is accountable for them, and this is just a sad situation where I feel like the you know world pound for pound fighter is not able to fight. It is sad because he's got other things going on, and that that is truly sad to me. It's sad to me too. Uh, you know, but I think he'll make a comeback. I think he's too good not to. Uh, I think he oh, yeah. I think he needs to lose a lot of the people around him. And um, right, he needs too many to, yes men. Too many yes men. You see it all the time. You see it with Mayweather. You see it with Jones. You see it with, you know, it happened with Daryl Strawberry, Dwight Gooden, LT. The list goes on of athletes that have had too many yes men around them. Well, listen. So, Bubba, correct, correct. a lot of people listen to our podcast who own fight promotions. I know Titan FC uh, loves loves our show. Where can people find you to offer you a fight so you don't have to mow lawns anymore? Where can people find you? I'm going to tell you what, man, get a hold of me either on my fan page or get a hold of me on my personal page. Even if you can't, uh, like, friend request me anything, send me messages. I send these, like, I have a friend that's helping me in Midland that, uh, Boston's BJJ right now. He's the guy that's, he set me up. I've got a fight July 11th right now, and it's, uh, you know, I'm going to tell you like this, man. The, the money I'm fighting for on these this this fight, and I've got another fight July 24th that are there. Right now there's contract signed, but we'll see what happens. I've had my last uh, three fights that I was supposed to have all bail on the last week, two weeks out. So it's kind of, it's kind of crazy. But right now I'm, I'm hoping that boss does be today. Brad Barnes is helping me out, uh, trying to line me out and getting, uh, he got me a sponsor, the beard whisperer out of Odessa to take me to camp for the fight on the 11th. I'm going to have a two week camp for a fight. It's going to be uh great. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, so, well, 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 Bubba, good luck, man. Uh, you're anytime you want to come on the show, let us know. And, uh, good luck with everything, brother. Hey, man, I appreciate the opportunity. Uh, y'all, you know, anytime y'all need anything from me, anything like that also, just please hit me up. I'm a, I'm a big fan. Thanks, Thanks Bubba. Bubba. Thanks, Bubba. All right, y'all have a great one. Bye. All right. That was, uh, I liked Bubba. <laughs> Bubba. Nice guy. He said he's cute. I said he's cool. He's cool. That's always got to talk to the microphone. This is the thing. Sorry, that... my foot is swelling and I had to elevate it. All right, it's great. It's great. People, people, then people go tell me that Evan has the sound wrong, but it's because you're It's not Evan. You're... It's me. I right. had to repossess repossession. Repossession your foot? Yes. Honestly, I heard if you put it behind your head, it helped. Listen, so I want to thank our sponsors, American Icon Autographs, WWWAIASE. Trust me, guys, go there if you want to get the coolest signed collectibles. If you have a man cave, this is Sean. Sean's the guy. Uh, Also, remove it restoration. If your storefront property has been vandalized, if gangs have taken over, RemoveItRestoration.com, 1-888-424-9697. And I'm going to work out tonight. I'm going to go run five miles, and then afterwards I'm going to take some Hemp Core, the ultimate hemp protein. HempCoreStore.com does not contain any illegal ingredients. 
So you're not going to fail a drug test. It's hemp, not weed, people. Hemp, not weed. Hempcorestore.com. Uh, you could find me uh, Fight Weekend. I will be in Vegas at the V Theater in Planet Hollywood. The V Theater, Planet Hollywood. Uh, I will be there performing on Wednesday and Thursday night. It, there's a code. Uh, if you go to my adamhunter.com, you can get tickets for $10 or it's 20 bucks, and then you get two free drinks. So uh, I will be also at Marina's fight on Friday and then Jake's Thursday. fight. Thursday. Your fight's Thursday? Yes. Oh, I thought it was Friday. It's on a Thursday. Oh, I will not be at Marina's fight. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll try to go there before my fight. How about you just say you'll be watching my fight? I'll be watching your fight okay. wherever I am. I'm going to be at Jake's fight on Sunday uh, at the uh, the Ultimate Fighter. And then I'm, I'm going to try to go to the Conor McGregor fight uh, against Aldo. I heard it's sold out, but I'm sure we can get tickets somehow. Someone will have extra tickets, right? There's always extra tickets. Right? There's always extra tickets. Yes. And now where are you going to be? When? Right now to plug. You have anything to plug? To plug? Um, watch me on Invicta FC 13. Yes. July 9th. Yeah. It's going to fuck shit up. I'm Listen, going to fuck some shit up. Thank you, Marina. Thank you, Fox Sports. Thank you, Cody No Love, Hubba McDaniel, Travis Brown. Uh, tune in until next week. Uh, thank you, guys, and have a great life. Peace.